93.9 The Eagle, broadcasting live from the Zimmer Radio Group World Headquarters. This is the CEO Roundtable with Fred Perry. This city is my city, and I love it, yeah, I love it. Get ready for interviews with movers and shakers from our community as we dive in for a deeper look inside Columbia. Now, here's your host, Fred Perry. And welcome to the CEO Roundtable Show. Fred Perry, your host this weekend. Glad that you have tuned in. Very pleased. The studio smells much better right now than it has ever smelled. <laughs> and um, very pleased to uh, welcome the co-founder of Peggy Jean's Pies, version 2.0, mm-hmm. um, to the studio. Rebecca Waxter Miller, how are you? I'm good. I'm. I feel like a straight up Columbia celebrity. Oh well, you here. are. I for am sure. honored. <laughs> Look, you have to been be included. on national reality TV shows, and uh, here this you is are scarier. in the humble little uh, <laughs> Eagle Studio. So, yeah. uh, but it's good to have you, and I'm glad that you brought uh, product with you because uh, we're going to want to talk about that. But, but you know, the the story of Peggy Jean's pies is uh, something that goes back several years i remember as a young skinny man uh discovering peggy jeans pies over uh kind of off behind a, like a, a gun shop over <laughs> yeah it was behind the powderhorn gun powder shop, horn gun shop mm-hmm. at the time and uh, uh they're at the intersection of really business loop and paris road and gordon street i think uh, a little shop that had a few tables in it and there are these two old ladies in there <laughs> cooking Mom's pies. Mom's going to kill you for calling her old in the 90s. <laughs> and, uh, you know, cooking pies. And you would just go in there and, you know, they had these plastic or kind of vinyl tablecloths and, and real cuppy, coffee cups. And, and it was just the quaintest little place. And what came out of that kitchen was just mind-boggling. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. these, these pie creations. Mm-hmm. And so then I remember it went down... To downtown Columbia, Correct. it was like maybe under it's uh, where Broadway Brewery, Broadway is, Brewery now. is now. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, I had so many good afternoons in there. Uh, if people wanted to meet with me, I'd say, "Okay, well, meet me at Peggy Jean's Pies." <laughs> and they say, "What's that?" Yeah. I said, "Oh, you'll find out." And and they had a full lunch menu yeah, then, so yeah. you could really yeah. meet people, have meetings. Yeah, it was the full yeah. full deal. And so, but anyway. Tell us a little bit about your background, uh, where you grew up, where you went to school, and uh, how you ended up um, wearing an apron. (laughs) The queen of pies. With your law degree. (laughs) Well, I was uh, born in southeast Missouri in Poplar Bluff, although my parents moved here when I was three. Okay. Um, So really, I consider Columbia my home. Mm -hmm. Graduated from Hickman High School like 912 years ago, right? approximately. Uh Um, Did my undergrad at Mizzou. So my freshman year is the year that mom and Peg opened Peggy Jeans. Okay. So I have very sort of sketchy memory of that. You know, you're, I was self-absorbed. I was like living the college life. So I only worked there like if they needed me. Like yeah. I remember once they kind of <laughs> napped in the back area and I stood in front of their like behemoth like 1904 repurposed cash register right. and, and you know, I, I helped them. Yeah. Um, but I never, I never worked there. Like I graduated from college, yep. and by then Peggy Jeans was on Broadway, and I got a job as a bank teller. I remember coming into First National Bank. Uh, it was still First National yes. Bank back then, uh-huh. and you were the teller, and, I know. and that's when I first met you. And uh, I was terrible at math. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking. I think I had like excellent like cash drawer charm. People liked me, but you know they're like, oh, her drawer's always off seven cents. I'm probably what contributed to them selling. Yes, yeah, that's probably where they sold out. <laughs> yeah, they were like. 
go. No, it's not that, it's that girl again. <laughs> it only went downhill from there once yeah. you left. But so uh, I did that yeah. for a year. Okay, and then you know what's funny is. Mom would say, like, don't be like me. Don't be on your feet making yeah. your living in your 40s. Do something else. And, I mean, she is like a dog with a bone when she likes something. And she kept saying, law yep. school, law yeah. school, law school. Go yeah. to law school. Because she knew you liked to argue. Yes. And I was a big nerd. I like to read and write. And mm-hmm. being a nerd then is not what being a nerd is now. Mm-hmm. You know, Now it's like a thing and it's yeah. cool there yeah. you kind of had to find your way like you where make you... money being a nerd exactly back then. Yeah. it's like what am i gonna do i guess i go to law school and find some other nerds that like to... i didn't want to be perry mason i yeah. just wanted to read and write and that's the only place that i could i'm like well i could go there i could do that yeah and you went to mizzou law school is that right no okay. i went to umkc oh very good mm-hmm. okay great and um so you you went there and uh uh how long did you ever become a lawyer i practiced for 12 years you did? Yes, oh, I, was, I had no idea. I was the assistant attorney general. Okay. Um, then I did a very specific type of school telecom law. There yeah. is a program that allows Missouri schools and libraries to have a portion of their telecom services, their internet access. Yeah, the like cell phone. Net, that, yeah, yes, stuff, yeah. it was through okay. Mornet. Um, to get money back it's a like a tax process like yeah. people fill out forms a lot of school districts need somebody to help that missouri employs a state e-rate coordinator that is a lawyer that has that e-rate background and i did that for the wow. state of missouri for a long time okay 12 years i had no idea that's yeah. that's amazing so so imagine my husband's face when i yeah. say yo you know all that law school with debt we got together you know i'm gonna quit and bake pies with mom <laughs> Like you could literally see the green, like centimeter by centimeter, yeah. come down his face. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, you better make so many buys," which is not what he actually said. But I don't want to get fined by the FTC, so you know, you can just guess <laughs> what exactly. he really said. Well, I remember exactly where I was. We were at the High V on Grindstone. Yes, and I, I, I ran into you in the uh, the cafe there uh, when it used to be good. I know, rest and, in peace. <laughs> I know, and I was uh, filling up, refilling my Diet Coke, and I looked at you and I said. God, I wish you guys would reopen your pie shop. And you looked at me and you said, shh. Yes, which is so weird the way the universe works because I had been curious about your opinion because I feel like you knew us, you know the markets, the business yep. landscape of I've done a lot of research. Well, and I felt like if you were worth thinking we were crazy for a reopen, you would not be afraid to yeah. say like, no. No, I was begging for it. Yeah, so, I mean, it. you know, in that time I was in Kansas City, went to law school, graduated, got pregnant, moved home. Peg had aged so much yeah, in yeah. that and was and Peg was so your mom's sick. partner. Her name was Peggy Day, mm-hmm. and she was your mom's uh, business Be- partner. Yeah, and they yeah. had been best friends. They met when my parents divorced when I was three. Mom mm-hmm. was having a hard time, and she met Peg at church, and it was one of those deals where, you know, like an older woman sort of mentors a younger woman, Yeah, and they were just so close that, to me, that's who I always considered to be my grandmother. Wow, that's cool. That's a cool story. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, who, uh, where did the craft come from? I mean, in terms of were they both good bakers, or how did that happen? It was, it's really mom, and it comes from that pido. Her yeah. mom taught her all by feel, by hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if you know my mother, you know that she's not a super employable person. She is like, big, she, I say she's like the wind. When she blows in, you take her. When she blows out, you got to be thankful that she had the wind for a while. Yeah, and you call her the Sarge, right? Yeah, because she, she likes things done a certain way. She does. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and in a certain uh, a speed. Yes, okay. very true. Nothing wrong so with that. She would, 
she never had a job she liked. Uh-huh. I don't think ever. Right? Who has? <laughs> and so she, we had gone to a football game when I was in college, and all of Peg's friends were in town visiting, and Mom made apple pie. And when they came home from the game and they had it, literally somebody said, "This, this is what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. This is what you're good at." Yep. So her and Peg like get out a phone book, like 1993 style, yep. and like they just start calling people, and they're like, "Would you buy a pie if there was a place to sell you one?" Wow. And. That was their market research. That was research. their market research. Mm-hmm. That's pretty impressive. It's yeah. like a whole different world. And my kids yeah. can't even grasp I know. that. I know. That yeah. you couldn't just Google, do people like pies? What's a phone book? It, <laughs> they, were, they were like, you just you just called somebody at their house and they would answer and yeah. answer questions. <laughs> Imagine people answering their home phone. I, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So that's how they started. But you know, she had aged so much yeah. that I came back, kind of saw what mom was dealing with. And I was like, I think you should either close it we're going to figure out something else. Yeah. And man, she yeah. was like, that's it. But it was a growing, thriving business. I mean, it, it really, it really I mean, you had, uh, you had some long-term employees, which were great. And, uh, uh, but it was, and it just was, I, I you know, I remember early on, uh, you got a little write up in Southern living yes. magazine. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that really, I think that a lot of the story was about Columbia, but there was a little sidebar about Peggy Jean's pies. And I think that these editors from New York, when they came to Columbia and they got a taste of that pie, they're like going, oh, my God, yeah. uh, there's, this is the most valuable thing about the Midwest <laughs> we can think of. And and, yeah. uh, and so you got some really positive PR from that. Uh, absolutely. I mean, you, you, how can you turn down national exposure? Yeah. Southern living still carries weight, I think, to people, even oh, though absolutely. magazines are starting to kind of go by the wayside. Yeah. But, you know, Southern living, if you're in well, there. Well, not all magazines, just so you know. Oh, yeah. Not all of them. <laughs> all of no, I get it completely. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, you used to get a magazine, yeah. a box full of subscription yeah. month, and I think people keep very specific ones, yeah. and Southern living sort of survived that. Yeah, and uh, and that was the authority on good things to eat and good exactly. things to do. Yes, and, know? like, how to plan a weekend trip and yeah. where to go, because yep. this is all pretty internet so when they told people to come to columbia and go to peggy jeans people literally they did it and then the phone the old-fashioned phone started ringing off the hook people wanted uh, your mom and peg to ship those pies all over the country yeah they did and they shipped babies they baby pies that sounds so weird you're like really being our lingo to not be weirded out but yeah Yeah. she shipped baby pies she did all kinds of things Mm -hmm. i mean really I still learn about some of the things that they did and yeah. how they did it. It, it was seems amazing. like there were there were there were pies in a jar at some point. Do you that, remember that? That was us. Oh, that was you. Mm-hmm. That was the, that was your version. Okay, mm-hmm. very good. All right. So, um, so that's kind of the full history. And so, what what motivated you to take the the leap the second time, the the rebirth version two? Yeah, because it had been it had been ten full years um, since the shop closed. Uh-huh. Wow. I mean, I think you know. Didn't want to be Perry Mason going to law school. Yep. I didn't know what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, I also didn't have kids then, so I didn't really know until you have yeah. kids. That, what you, like, matter, that what, what you want really doesn't matter. Well, and I was like, <laughs> I, I really don't want to go somewhere else and work all day. Like, I would like to stay here. Mm-hmm. And I just think I had a general level of dissatisfaction, but I didn't know what it was. And so she says, hey, let's bake pies together. Yeah. And what I saw in my head was like, oh, a couple hours a week. It'll be adorable. I mm-hmm. will be a lawyer slash pie baker. It'll be great. How hard could it be? Right. Like, literally, and that's so dumb. Yeah, Yeah. and a taxi service. Yeah. 
It was like yeah. so dumb in retrospect. <laughs> like literally the plan was keep the job, run the business, be a parent. Yep. You know, so it wasn't real long before that all just blew up yeah. because they just can't sustain themselves. I was in short everywhere I went. I think even our dog is like, hello. Yeah. Like, well, I think it's pretty cool you? that when you have to make a decision between being a lawyer and being a pie shop owner, uh, if... Uh, if it's rewarding enough that you can give up your your, your law degree, yes. your law career. I mean, I had to, that sounds so easy. I had some existential crisis. I think yeah. a lot of people that go through, like especially professional school, people are like, "What do you do?" Like that's how yeah. you define yourself. Like, who are you? Like, yeah. what are you doing? Blah blah yeah. blah. And I think too. That had been so scary for my husband to be like, okay, like, yeah. support all of us. Like you know? he had a choice. <laughs> he really didn't. I think that's the most honest Poor thing. Guy. He really didn't. Um, but you made him think he did. Yes. I said, <laughs> I'll bake so many pies. I'll bring yeah. home the money, which, you know, also not how it works. At yeah, the beginning. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a painful part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the question that sort of, uh, sort of burns in the back of my mind is, for your mom especially, what is the difference between making a pie at home and making a pie at Peggy Jean's Pies? Kind of an odd question, I know, no. but, but what's the difference? Hi, that's an excellent question. I think she identified it as something she was unequivocally good at. Uh-huh. And if she was good at it and she didn't super dislike it, yep. then there's your concept. So, are, so can you assume... That somebody could make a pie at home that is as beautiful and as tasty as what they buy at the pie shop? <laughs> no. I mean, we are darn good at what we okay, do. All right. I mean, the dough is the proprietary piece yep, of how yep. we have our business. That yep. was my grandmother's the dough, recipe. The, the, the crust, you mean, or mm-hmm. are the, are the stuff in the register? Oh, well, I'll take both. <laughs> but maybe we're talking about the crust. Yeah, okay. But yeah, that was my grandmother's recipe. She taught my mom how to make that, and yep. it took years for my mom to yeah. perfect yeah. to get it to that same level. Yeah. So, and I th- can you mass produce something like that? We do not. Uh-huh. Um, there's been some discussion. Like we even went through a little thing with Walmart. Like, could you sell it? Yeah. And it just started to feel not right. Yeah. Even now, if we have like, let's say National Pie Day is coming up in a yep. few weeks. Yep. We won't make anything in more than like, like if I'm making chocolate bourbon pecan, the mm-hmm. most I make are two nine inch pies. Wow. We are not scaling to the point where I say, oh, well, I could go in there and put it all together and make 50 pies at once. Yeah. Because every time you do that, mom believes strongly, you start to lose something. Yeah. And she, I think she is right. I used to question her, but now that I've done this for so long, something changes. Yeah. So not too long ago, uh, you and your mom, well, I remember a couple of years ago because it made the cover of our magazine, uh, this this strawberry creation that you guys had mm-hmm. was named one of the ten best things to eat. But who who was Food it? Network. Food Network. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. You know, they're sort of credible, I guess. Um, Food <laughs> and Network. USA Today. Who may be the same thing now? <laughs> they, I don't know. Who, who knows? Yeah. What was the name of that pie? What is the name of that pie? White chocolate strawberry. Okay, white chocolate strawberry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, ten best things you could possibly put in your mouth. And what did that do for your business? It 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 made us a thing. Yeah. Like. Google results up, search results up, people calling. It just sort of solidified it as like, hey, they're not just some um, mom and daughter in there. They kind of got a vision for what they wanted. Yeah. And, and that you was offered, a big deal. You offered to bring me that today. And I said, no, please do not bring me that. 
When we come back from the break, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know what I requested from Rebecca as my favorite, my go-to pie at Peggy Jean's Pies. We are visiting with Rebecca Wagster-Miller. She is one of the co-founders of Peggy Jean's Pies, version 2.0. Right after this break, you're listening to the CEO Roundtable on 93.9 The Eagle. This is the CEO Roundtable with Fred Perry on Hot Talk 93.9 The Eagle. And welcome back to the CEO Roundtable show. Fred Perry, your host this weekend. We are visiting with none other than the co-founder of Peggy Jean's Pies, version 2.0, Rebecca Wagster Miller. And uh, wow, good stuff. You know, know. and and you brought some pie. I did. I I brought you. I I tried to think. What does Fred like? But I think I got it well, right. Well, my it, when now when we when the pie shows up, all of a sudden my wife shows up in oh, the studio. Right. So she's a smart lady. Yeah, I smelled it. So, um, uh, honey, what is my favorite pie in the whole world? Coconut cream. You're so right. And I I go to great lengths to get coconut. Cream. That's what I want for my birthday cake. Okay. Is coconut cream yeah. pie. We say and pie so, is the new cake. Anyway, so we have a little uh, taste here of uh, Peggy Jean's pies. Uh, uh, one of their ba- is, is it still called the baby pie? Yes. Okay. It is. Very good. So go ahead and take a, a bite. Oh, I get to go yeah, first. I know wow. you had a cold, so yes, d- don't, don't, no double dipping. So okay. that will be your only bite. Fine. Okay? Just it's so fine. you know. But why don't you describe it? I mean... Well, here's what... Um, okay, so the the filling, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's not a custard, is it? No. no. I mean, it's really homemade pudding is what it's they... Pudding. Yeah, okay. it's All flour, right. sugar, milk, egg yolks. That's... How is it, Mel? It's delicious. Of it course is. it is. I and I love the topping too. Oh yeah, that's just heavy whipping cream and sugar. Yeah, but and, it's just these and are toasted all, coconut. Yeah, all things that how my our grandparents would have baked. You know, right. a lot of people mm. will buy just big cans of vanilla pudding and dump it in a shell. Mm-hmm. Like canned vanilla pudding is not homemade no. vanilla yeah. pudding. No, it's not the same at all. That is no. amazing. And I think the mistake I've been making is I've been eating my coconut cream pie cold. That's actually room temperature. Oh. And that is really good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, it's a new element now. Let's well, have the Fred Perry well, special. once you pull that thing out of the refrigerator, you want to eat it immediately, yeah. you know. But, um, yeah, let it get to room temperature. That's pretty amazing. So, and you also brought my second favorite. Mm-hmm. Chocolate which, peanut butter. Chocolate peanut butter. And then there's the bourbon pecan pie. Oh, chocolate I bourbon pecan pie. No, I no, no, no. I, you know, I am... You know, I have diabetes, but uh, that doesn't stop me from eating Peggy Jean pies. You know, well, you can do the yeah. coconut sugar free. No, why would it, why would you run a pie making it sugar free? Right. You know, it's got a lot of splits. How many flavors do you? Uh, Brian Hansen, our producer, asked you that question. Uh, how many pies do you make? Uh, I mean, how many different flavors can you make? Flavor wise, we're probably up around fifty two. Wow. And now daily in the store, we're probably doing 18 to 22. Mm-hmm. And some of them on a rotational basis. Things like cherry custard is only twice a week, whereas cherry with a lattice top is six days a week. Six oh, days wow. a week? Yes. Yeah. So, is that, is that re- sought after, right? Yes. So we kind of know our best sellers, plan for those every day. And then we set, you know, like rhubarb is typically Wednesdays and Fridays unless somebody orders it. So you don't see us. Sometimes I won't ever do things like old-fashioned raisin is a raisin Ew. cream pie that comes with a meringue. And do people like that? 
A few. But like <laughs> those are ones that don't show up in our cases yeah. ever. Like you have yeah. to order that just because our goal is to sell out every day. Yeah, yeah. And it's a very hard sell. Sure. Yeah. For a raisin meringue. What are what are your top sellers? Uh the white chocolate strawberry, generally always number one. Wow. Uh Dutch apple. Brown butter chess is super delicious. It's a gooey butter cake in pie format. Yep. Chocolate bourbon pecan. Uh, peach praline. Those are your probably top five. Now, Mrs. Perry, would you ever buy me an apple pie if you went into Peggy Jean's Pies? Never. Yeah. You do not like cooked fruit. Is that- me neither. Really? I've never had one of our apple pies. Oh, my God. Oh my I, the idea of eating an apple pie I just, it uh-uh. just grosses me out. No. If Jason and I were to walk into our stores and we knew nothing about them, he would yeah. go left to the fruit and nut, and uh-huh. he would get something weird like gooseberry. Wow. Whereas I would turn and go straight to the cooler, yeah. and I'd be like chocolate cream, French oh silk, chocolate gosh, peanut butter. Yeah. So but, now- you know, we sell probably more babies than nine inch for that very reason. Or if you're having people over and yep. you want to buy like four babies and cut yep. them up for like a little pie party. Yep. That's um, not unheard of at yeah. all. All right. So we're trying the peanut butter chocolate. And the only thing that's really chocolate about this peanut butter pie is the topping. Correct? Right. The ganache on top. And so this is the true peanut butter pie. Mm-hmm. You know, in the old days, you could only get a peanut butter pie in one place. Do you know where that was? No. Truck stops. Oh, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Peanut butter pie is... Spend a lot of time in truck stops? No. I follow a trucker on TikTok. I've learned a lot about trucking. And then sometimes if I'm in the stores at like 3 a.m., I think I would be better at this than trucking because yeah. it's harder than I thought. Yeah. Okay. Uh, talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to have a little uh, big mouthful of this peanut butter pie. Yeah. It is really creamy. Peanut mm-hmm. butter pie is a persnickety little sucker. It mm-hmm. is. Uh-huh. A For, harder. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I think is why some people don't like to do it. Do you I put mean, marshmallow cream in that? No, that's homemade whipped topping in it. So wow. it's basically cream cheese, peanut butter, brown sugar, all creamed in one mixer. Make the homemade whip in the other mixer and then combine the two. Goodness sakes. That is yeah. sinful. Is that your most persnickety pie that you um, make? French silk is probably a little more. Yeah. High maintenance. Yeah. Um, we, so it depends. You know, if it's super hot out, kind of get a different result than if it's super cold. And like that thing senses fear. So like if you're at Thanksgiving and you've got 400 on order, like you you got to make sure the person doing them has like nerves of steel because right. that thing will sense fear and just mess up if it thinks that it can. So um, I really always had a lot of respect for your mother's baking skills. And then I saw her on reality TV. And what, what was it? <laughs> What was, we, the name, what was the name of that it show? It was named uh, Crime Scene Kitchen. Crime Scene Kitchen. So I will, and that was on the Food Network? No, it was on Fox. Fox. Okay, mm-hmm. very good. All right. And I'll tell you, like, you know, they Zoom interview you 8,000 times. Mm-hmm. The One of the very final things they do is they gave us a baking quiz. And there's, like, all these people from Fox on the Zoom call and the, their culinary lead. And she asks us 20 questions. We got one right out of 20. And we were laughing so hard at the end. Like, we said tears pouring <laughs> yeah. down our face because we looked ridiculous. Yeah. And she'd be like, how would you make friend Japan? Like, we don't know. Like, I don't think you know who we are. So we get off the call and mom says to me, like, well, at least we don't got to worry about that anymore. And I was like, I know it. And then the next day. It, the contract was in my email. I wow. think they knew darn well yeah. we would be super entertaining <laughs> yeah. and have no freaking clue what we yeah. were doing. Yeah. The thing that did you in was the Crokenbush, which oh, um, yeah. 
I we have there's a lady here in Columbia that makes them. Uh, Laura Estes, she used to make them, and we would order them for Christmas uh, for oh, Christmas Lord, parties. I wish I was friends with her before <laughs> and, I took uh, myself to California. But that is one of my favorite treats at Christmas is is croquembouche. And so, uh, what was the problem? Was it the shoe that did you in, or what? What uh, we don't know what it. We didn't even know what it was. <laughs> I mean, you have to go in there. You have to yeah. guess what they're making. Yep. So what they don't show is that show films two days and then you're sequestered in a hotel for five days. So we would just really? watch an obscene amount of like Great British Bake Off. Oh, yeah. YouTube baking. It was enough knowledge to be dangerous, but really ineffectual. Yeah. Like little pieces would come to my head. And we're like, maybe it's this. Maybe it's that. And yeah. then we're like trying to think, did we watch that video? Like, we just did so not know. You would dig through the trash and find like a, a cream cheese wrapper. Exactly. And, and so, so oh, it's like, have cream cheese. In exactly. It. Yeah. Or sometimes they would leave like a whole bag of flour in there and you'd yeah. have to notice it wasn't open. So that, yeah. that wasn't an ingredient. So then you have to remember, too, this is all happening in three minutes. And when, then when they don't show you on television is they separate you for an hour and a half so that you know now my brain is on overdrive oh yeah i'm making myself sick and mom's out there taking a nap and watching the ducks in the pond yeah well i think (laughs) that if you watch the show uh as an outsider that not not knowing anything about you and your mom um, I think that you might come to the conclusion that maybe your mom has a bit of a potty mouth. Yeah, they. Oh, see, I didn't watch it. Yeah. Oh, you I, didn't watch it. Oh, no. well, that's that's the I part that they enough. did not edit out with oh. your mother's potty mouth. And <laughs> and so last year when you guys were winning the best at Columbia for the seventeenth time in a row, I said to your mom, I said, "Hey, if you come to the microphone, you can't talk like you do on TV." And uh, but anyway, um, but it really it showed you guys to. I think it captured the essence of your characters. Just fun loving, you know really fun people well i will say i think being being in a town where there's a journalism school suited us to that because we went out there they mic'd us up and we were just ourselves a lot of these people had never like what you mean you're gonna put that down in the back of my pants (laughs) or in my bra you're like they're all thrown off and we're just all like and bring it on and then you could hear the sound guys laughing like when we're talking to each other because we don't even think about being recorded so you hear them (laughs) back there laughing so we we said on the way there look whatever happens we're gonna be ourselves because we cannot go on TV and be one way, and then all the people at home are like, that's not how that works. Or if you came to meet us, that's so disappointing. You meet somebody and you're not, they're not what you thought. Yeah. Um, so that was our thing. Yeah. We're like, whatever, no matter how bad it is. And there's that other mother-daughter on there, and they were like, hardcore so we yeah. were really i think just like the two ding-dongs we had very bad feelings about some of the other contestants and and uh said bad things about them and i don't think they hurt us or not but it's uh but we were we were cheering for you guys well, we appreciate yeah. it yeah um, i had no delusion well, we would win what we liked about it is that you all had such personalities and mm-hmm. and you and your mother and is your is it your daughter mm-hmm. also who's involved in the business mm-hmm. i mean you're big personalities mm-hmm. and that's fun to watch yeah, yeah. And yeah. we just, people just loved like on set, like, you know, the Yolanda Gamp would come out and she's wearing like seven inch stilettos for TV. And mm-hmm. the second the cameras cut off, you know, somebody would come running to bring her a stool so she could get off her feet. But uh-huh. Joel McHale would be like, no, give that to Jean. <laughs> you know, like that people on that set just loved her. And yeah. I think it's because she just has zero filter for yeah you know some people were in the very like i'm in hollywood this is amazing and she's all like Meh. 
You yeah, can keep it out here. Yeah. 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 So um, any surprise that they haven't come back to you with a full-time offer for a, a full-time <laughs> I show? Wish. We did yeah. have a little bit of like, may, they think we're so funny. Maybe they'll like yeah. let somebody's croquembouche take the fall and keep us. <laughs> but they did not. But, you know, uh, we're still friends. You would have been good for ratings had they kept you. I agree. You know? Absolutely. And they did a pie challenge the very next week. Now, oh, you're kidding. Uh, no. You would have totally yeah. won that. Yeah. About the same time this is all going on, you're getting ready to open your second store. Mm-hmm. So just chaos. That well, chaos. I mean, so my husband left 17 years at University Healthcare. Yep. Two weeks before we fly out to California. Mm-hmm. So here he's making this major life change, and yeah. he's coming because we're going to have two stores. And then I'm like, I got to go. So he's trying to be a single parent and have two stores. Yeah. That was a lot of. And he's not really quite the baker you are. He is not, but he's the finance man. Oh, so I see. That, that's we, important. Yes, and we got a lot. You know, he texted me like, why do you do it like this? Why do you do it like that? And I'm like, I, I, yeah. I don't know, because that's not my thing. That's right. I'm a big picture person. Yeah, that's right. Um, You're the idea woman. Yes, or, yeah. you know, and he had to spend those days in the stores, and he's just like, I just don't understand this. Yeah. You do this. Uh, any uh, any regrets about opening a second location? No. Okay. Not at all. Yeah. And did you did it did it suck away business from your original location? Not really. Mm-hmm. Overall, we continue to grow as a company. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe some months you see a little bit of a pull. Yeah. But not near. I, I, we had no expectations. It's not <laughs> twice the work, is it? it? It's like four times the amount of work, isn't it? No, it's right now. It's divide and conquer. I will tend to stay at Nifong. Jason will tend to stay at West. Uh-huh. You know, mom's like the wind. Yeah. Mom's yep. wherever mom wants to be. Yep. Both kids work there, but they go on the schedule accounted for. Uh-huh. Um, so it feels very divide and conquer now. As we have very early third store conversations, now we're getting scared. Yeah. Are we talking about Columbia? Or are we talking about another market? Uh, another market. I think okay. Columbia's good with too. You know, we lobbied hmm. really hard for... Um, That's interesting. We lobbied very hard for this little town called Oxford, Mississippi, oh, wow. which we thought would be a great location for yeah. Peggy Jane's. And I so agree. We'd like to be the franchise owners. We'd like to okay. move down there and rent it for okay. you. Yeah, so. I've, done a little, I've done a little poking around on the internet down there. Okay, very good. Well, it's, it's, it's a great market. Well, and that, we've had the conversation, like, where? Do you go somewhere like St. Louis or Kansas City, mm. or do we go SEC town? Go somewhere yeah. where they really appreciate food. SEC town. Yes, I know? agree. But then I'm like, oh, but St. Louis, Kansas City, they're only two hours away. So now as you try to start to figure it out, yeah. I'm like, well, I could be two hours away. But Logistics. People, people will travel for pies, you yeah. know, to, especially over the holidays. I yeah. mean, a good pie is hard to come by. You can't just quite a few people that come over for their Thanksgiving pies to us, and then they just drive back to St. Louis. Yeah. Yep. Okay, well, that uh, ringing means that uh, we're almost out of time here. Uh, Melody, would you please take... Some of that pie out there so Brian Hansen can indulge. Oh, all right. Sure. Uh, just, you know, lick off that spoon and give it to him. He'll never know. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, I guess he will know. He was listening for once. Um, okay. Well, when we come back uh, from this break, we're going to continue our conversation with Rebecca Waxter Miller, who is the co founder of Peggy Jean Spies. And we're going to talk a little bit about what's next mm-hmm. and um, what's it really like to own a small business in Columbia, Missouri. So uh, we'll want to talk about those things. And, and then there's also talk of a third generation kind of coming into the mix, which uh, has got to make things really interesting, and the dynamics of a family-owned business, so many other things. And would you ever guess, what is the busiest day of the year for Peggy Jean Spice? We're going to tell you uh, what that is uh, when we come back from this break. You're listening to the CEO Roundtable. I'm Fred Perry. This is 93.9 The Eagle. Ah, you can talk about the pit barbecue. 
the band was jumping, the people too, I mess around, they're doing the mess around, they're doing the mess around, everybody doing the mess around, ah, everybody was juice, you can bet your soul. This is the CEO Roundtable with Fred Perry on Hot Talk 93.9 The Eagle. And welcome back to the CEO Roundtable show. We have kicked my wife out of the studio. And so um, I was kind of hoping that, you know, a little bit of you would rub off on her and she'd start making me pies every day. But <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. So, um, So what is the most rewarding part of what you're doing right now? I love what I do right now. I A, every day is different. We are doing the same thing every day, but no two days are ever the same. Yep. That's good for somebody like me. Mm-hmm. Plus, I'm putting out something in the world that means something to mm-hmm. people, yeah. which I know sounds sort of like corny because like it's a pie. Get over yourself. Yeah. But we're talking people who literally... Thanksgiving every single year, yeah. us um, watch their kids grow up because yeah. they come to us for all of their yeah. celebrations. Um yeah, so your 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 pies are at the epicenter, at the focus of of a lot of celebrations. Yes, like your yeah. biggest moments of the year, yeah, and yeah. you kind of and you think of us, and people will say, "Well, like you know, they want to start ordering Thanksgiving on like September first because they're like, well, I don't want to miss the deadline. Like, yeah. it can't be Thanksgiving if you all aren't there with your pies." That to me, like, means something, and yeah. I think a little bit when my husband was having some of his sort of pandemic life going to work every day having a lot of meetings he had yeah. a little like what am i putting yeah. out into this world mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yeah. so i think that's what one thing he really likes he's like we're we're making something that people love and identify with that becomes part of their family yeah that's yeah. a nice that's a lucky thing to have i love it because uh we'll get invited to someone's house for dinner and and uh we don't have a lot of time to cook and and we'll say well let us bring dessert Oh, are you sure you want to do that? And I said, well, we'll just run by Peggy Jean's Pies. And they're like, oh, oh well, yeah, grab two, <laughs> you know. And so uh, they're very, very happy about that. God. Um, what's the worst part? What's the worst part of uh, of owning Peggy Jean's oh, Pies? It's hard. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Are you going to say employees? No. no. Okay. Honestly, sometimes. Because most people do. It's whatever. Maybe not on the radio, but no. most people do. Uh, for me, sometimes I roll in there like at three o'clock in the morning and I look at the sweet little retail store next to us and I think, why self? Didn't mm-hmm. you open a business that you could flick the lights on at 955 yeah. and be ready to go with your day? Yeah. Like, did you need to pick the food service, the start in the middle yeah. of the night? It's brutal. Yeah. The cocoa powder on your shoes. Yep. Yep. All of those things. I mean, that is hard. That's hard, and I think when you love your business a lot, you are typically first one there, last one there. But, you know, pie is never going to go out of style. Uh, this little fad we're having with soap right now, it's going to go out of style. I hope so. <laughs> Cookies. Every week. I'm also a very competitive person, so the worst part of what I do is sometimes that over need to, like, keep an eye on everything and yeah. everyone and reevaluate myself against that. That is a... Yeah. Woof. That's a whole lot to unpack. Yeah. It is. Uh, it's got to be brutal. Okay. So when you think about the third generation, your daughter, Ellery, has mm-hmm. become involved in the business. Mm-hmm. Um, is your son involved in the yep. business? Okay. He works there four days a week. He does all the dough for both stores. Oh, you're kidding me. Okay. So, so he's yes. got grandma's touch. Yes. And okay. I mean, he, I was pulling his stuff out of the oven yesterday and I was like, well, the student has become the master. Wow. I mean, that kid makes a mean pie. Wow. 
That's yeah, amazing. He that's, is, that's pretty cool. Yeah, he is a sophomore at Mizzou. Yeah. How, he is my child through and through. So we've yeah. already had the existential crisis of, well, I just don't know what I'm doing with my life. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, yeah. Nobody, Get over nobody it. at 20 does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, does he have any pie tattoos or anything like that? No. Okay. He is a... Uh, <laughs> mm. He he likes rules, logistics. Oh, he likes no really? shenanigans, no nonsense. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Now, so he's adopted. <laughs> he's a little like he has all of my emotion, but all the rigid rigidity of his dad. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Your husband Jason. We should probably mention him by name because uh, you, you, if you go out to the uh, stadium location, you'll see him mm-hmm. uh, at the register, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, he's a finance guy, right? Numbers guy. Numbers guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like big ideas come out of my brain. He starts yeah. breaking those into smaller pieces, yeah. which and has what, been so nice. And what what's the dynamic? You know, mother in laws are tough. Uh, but when you got to work with them every day, uh, what's that like? They are really close. They always have been. I'm yeah. an only child. So yeah. Jason's mom's only, you know, yeah. son-in-law. Yeah. They tease each other mm-hmm. a ton. Um, they are not afraid at all when one of them is annoying the other one. Yeah. They will flat out say it. Yeah. Yeah. They're super, super close. Sometimes to the point where I'm annoyed. Oh, yeah. yeah not because I'm not getting the attention, but sometimes yeah. they can get very, like, all yeah. in this worked and sometimes up thing. You're the target of their attention, I bet. Yes. Their creative attention. Yes. Yeah. And okay. mom is so big idea. So she'll have this great idea. But yeah. then, you know, he's saying on the back end, I don't think that's going to work. How and are we going to pay like, for it? She's like, nobody's going to ever likes my ideas. Yeah, and huh? then ugh, I'm like, that's not the case. Just yeah. not everything is doable. Is there a secret to a family business? Because not very many people can do that successfully. I mean, where do you where do you draw the line? Because your mom lives right next door to you too, right? She does. Yeah. Right across the road. Now, we're okay. both on a little bit of acreage. So I can look out there. Yeah. I can make sure her yeah. house isn't burning down, right. but I can't see what she's cooking in right. the kitchen, right. which works well. Okay. Um, you just have to love each other even when you hate each other. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. Like, it can't, it can't waver. So there's healthy boundaries. Yeah, I think so. I mean, mom and I would fight like cats and dogs in those earliest days. Mm -hmm. I mean, it took us so long to be like, okay, you're good at that. You do that. Mm -hmm. I'm good at this. I'll do that. We sort of wanted to handhold everything and then just be so mad when we didn't enjoy it or the other person didn't do it like the other expected. So figuring out, okay, like here's your, here's what you're going to do. Yeah. And you're going to do it well, and I'm going to do something else, and I'm going to do it well. Yeah. That has been helpful. Uh, last Saturday, Melody and I went to the Black Business Expo at Columbia College. And, and as you go around, there were a lot of people, that, a lot of food purveyors, and mm-hmm. who were, you know, they, they were just, you know, they had always been told they made great candy, or they made great honey, or they made great, you know, uh, barbecue. And, and so there they are, sort mm-hmm. of trying it out on the rest of the world. And, and they were getting very positive response. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's a big step from making it in your kitchen for a family <laughs> to making it for the world. Absolutely. Yeah. So what advice would you give to somebody who might be listening to this program who, you know, like people tell me that my lasagna, if there was such a thing, is really, really good. Yeah. Uh, how do I turn this into, into a, a business? lasagna yeah, store. And, yeah. yeah. So what, what, what advice would you give them? I would say... It's got to be, first of all, what you think. I think there were things that I did in our earliest days that were sort of based on other people saying it. Mm-hmm. And because I like recognition, I'm like, okay, I'll try it that way. Mm-hmm. It took me a long time to be like, okay, but self, what do you think? Yeah. So I think they have to decide, is this the best thing that I can make? Like, I believe it's so good. I believe I could rent a store and sell lasagnas yeah. out of it all day. And can I like lasagna enough to look at it for 14 hours a day for mm-hmm. the next 
foreseeable period of my yep. life. Yep. So there's so much glam sort of pushed to this idea of owning a business. Yeah. Like it's magical. You make money. You're your own boss. Yeah. And sometimes people, I think, get so sort of focused in like the glamour part of it mm-hmm. that they don't get that like the work is so hard. Yeah. Well, I think it's sort of uh, and and there are outside uh, third party people that that make it really hard. You know, it, mm-hmm. it might be a health inspector. It might be you know a landlord. It might be. Uh, an angry customer, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's, there's so many things out of your control. And I think the other thing is that it's so expensive. Nobody has no any idea. No, yeah. don't I mean, don't yeah. you helped us get a Kickstarter for $10,000. Oh, yeah. $10,000 just not yeah, start nothing. a bakery. That, no, not at all. Doesn't we, even buy a rack. Doesn't, no. doesn't buy an oven. That's for sure. We you know? couldn't get financing because yeah. they want collateral. We yeah. owned nothing separate of our husbands. It's sort of, you're just boxed into this. We're just bullheaded enough to be like, we don't have any money for it. I guess we don't have it, which is precisely how we opened with no sign outside our store. We didn't have any money. Yeah. That is just, I look back on there. I'm like, man, that was, that was bold. bold. Yeah, very bold. bold. That's the word. Yeah. You got to be bold. Yeah. And you have to know that this is two steps forward one step back all the time and i think that might be something that's lost on the next generation i hate to i hate to sound like that but but you know in order to be successful you got to have some skin in the game Mm -hmm. and because the bank is not going to loan you money uh on a a brand even though as popular as peggy jeans was Uh you know what i mean back in the old days Mm -hmm. um it was still yeah it's it's a nice idea but we're not going to give you money for it you know i mean so two two ladies wanting to sell pies i mean but the kickstarter campaign was really interesting because i was blown away about the people who remembered even though it had Mm -hmm. been a number of years Mm -hmm. the people who remember and they just jumped in and started writing checks oh my gosh you know what i mean i mean we've overfunded a little bit early community support changed everything in mm -hmm. that because i think really for mom it was like if it doesn't fund i won't i'm not giving it the last dollar because i need to know like from the universe that people remember us and they want to see it and that was reassuring right right and maybe that's something people ought to consider if they they have this great food idea some business they want to do that you know see uh, a kickstarter campaign that's probably a good way for you to see if you really have support exactly you know just sampling it out in different places i think is so much feedback you know trying it it's just it's scary but I think it's like having kids. If you wait till you're ready, you'll never do it. Yeah, yeah. I think the fact that I didn't quit my job, I didn't make a business plan, I didn't do all these things, I would never have been brave enough to do that. Yeah. I had to fall in sort of backwards and then yep. be like, oh, well, here I am. Yeah. You do these uh, things where you uh, you put out some sample flavors and people can sign up to come by and get a package mm-hmm. of them mm-hmm. and they can try the different. Mm-hmm. We did that once. Um, I, I, I've i discovered that my palate is not as refined as I think it is, or at least not as refined as it is with scotch or wine. But I, I couldn't guess what some of those flavors were. Yeah, and that's the, that's yeah. the whole game of yeah. it. Yeah. And so what has emerged from those uh, testing uh periods that you've done what, what are some of the flavors that are new because of that well like right now uh it's strawberry french silk is okay. new, is the pie of the month for february that was the number one out of the january okay um we've done butterscotch bourbon pecan has come out of mm-hmm. that we've done a Did your number chest of pies them. come out of that mm-hmm. okay chest yeah. pie there we have one today and one tomorrow and we did a variation on chess in yeah. one of those and just by the early of us trying leftovers in the store, I think you'll see it start to show up. Yeah. From day one, I mean, you're an incredible, very talented writer. And you, oh, and, you. In, in a previous life, you were probably a comedy writer, or you will be in your next <laughs> life. Um, so your blogs are fun to read. But what is, um, uh, I want I want to ask you a couple things. What What is your busiest day of the year? 
Uh, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Okay, and that's when people are picking up. And, yes. and typically, you have to order a couple weeks in advance. Is mm-hmm. that the way it works? It usually closes that second Saturday before. So, like, yeah. the second Saturday in November is when it typically closes. Opens uh, October 1. Okay, and then is Easter a problem also? It's busy, but not okay. near. Not near, like, Thanksgiving. And then World Pie Day is March 14th. 14th. Okay, yes, uh, coming up. $3.40 off everything. Is that right? And that's mm-hmm. a pretty big day for you also. Yeah, it's an busy. excuse for people to eat pie in the middle of March. <laughs> exactly, and that was the first event after opening that West store last yeah. week. So it was our first run at seeing what is to do. Yeah. Is it make a big old mess in two places, or is it helping balance out some of the demand? Yeah. And I think it's worked really well in being like, gosh, we did tremendous numbers today, but without a lot of panic. Yeah. It's taken years to remove that panic element. Did you ever dream 10 years ago that you would be making this many pies, the, the number of pies you're making right now? No. Okay. That's unbelievable to me. Yeah. I mean... And uh, producer Brian wanted me to ask you that uh, he sees you advertising pot pies, mm-hmm. uh, and the pot pies have nothing to do with the new marijuana ordinances <laughs> in Columbia, right? No. Okay. No. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Brian Hansen. You're welcome. Yeah. But Glad anyway, I help. But you want to eat some of those pies after you have probably consumed the other pot that, pie. I have seen that happen. <laughs> okay. Very good. Yeah. Well, Rebecca Wagster Miller, thank you so much. Well, and congratulations you. on your amazing success. Thank and you. I feel so special to be here. Well, you have a world-class product, and it's something that uh, we people in Columbia, Missouri should be very proud of that uh, you're tied to our community. And so we wish you great success. Well, thank you. Uh, we wish you world pie domination, which hey, has been your believe theme. believe it. That's right. right. We're coming for it. All right. Uh, I'm Fred Perry. We're signing off. We'll be back next weekend with another great show. So fun to have small business owners in the studio and learn more about them as we do this show. You're listening to 93.9 The Eagle. This city is my city and I love it. Yeah, I love it.